Dave Fleming, in a few weeks, the Detroit Lions will kick off their season. It should be an exciting one because they are considered contenders in the NFC North. But I understand there's a very special way that this team came together and shaped up to become a team. What is it? Yes, I'm here to reveal the secret that has revitalized the Detroit Lions after half a century. It's the one, the only, the single exercise that has changed the course of human history. It is the burpee. Okay, but Dave, like a lot of athletes do burpees. As you said, it's been around for a century. Like I was forced to do them in high school field hockey. They are typically not enjoyable. So why is this special for the Lions? Yes, no, you're right. And we probably just lost half our audience because everybody, everybody hates burpees. Like nobody enjoys burpees. And it feels like every single one of us at some point in whether it's like phys ed class or um, as an athlete or being punished for being late to something, we've all done and, and hated burpees. It's this simple fact of suffering and sweating and bonding together It's a ritual that the Lions started when Dan Campbell took over. And as cheesy as it sounds, it it seems to be working. So what does this look like for the Lions? Like, how are they incorporating burpees so often and with such importance? It kind of went viral the first time they, they did it in Campbell's first training camp three years ago. And it's become a ritual where on the very first day of camp, the defense and anybody else who wants to join in, it's like a buy-in, right? They they all do 40 burpees. And it's just become this thing now that when the Lions did it a couple weeks ago to start training camp, Dan Campbell did it. There were like equipment guys doing it. I swear, I think I saw one or two front office guys doing it. It's this ritual that is just kind of taken over and taken on this whole new life in in Detroit. Uh, uh, Listen, it's over. It's over. Paid my dues. All right. I bought in our defense. Um, I'm glad it's over. That was the fastest whistle we've had in three years. And I feel like every year it goes fast. AG pushes the tempo on that this year. (laughs) It was rolling, man. Oh, my God. It was good. And so this weird, strange exhausting exercise that has transformed the lions. It turns out after a little bit of an investigation, the lions are just the latest devotees and people to be transformed by the burpee. It turns out the burpee has not only changed the course of human history, it has become the one single perfect exercise known to man. The burpee, we've all done them. From junior high gym class, to military boot camp, to the CrossFit Games, the burpee remains undefeated. A unique blend of strength training and cardio, it's often used to bring teams together, despite simultaneously tearing your insides apart. But where did this whole thing begin? And why? And where did that name come from? Today, Dave Fleming tells the tale of the secret history of the burpee the humble calisthenic that became the one exercise to rule them all. I'm Emily Kaplan. It's Tuesday, August 29th. This is ESPN Daily.
Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom, Añejo Tequila came in with the smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. So, Dave, I've had to do burpees. I've been forced to do burpees like in high school field hockey. I'm sure plenty of our listeners have their own experiences, but grudgingly of having to do it. But if anyone has had the lucky experience of being able to avoid burpees in their lifetime, Can you please walk us through what exactly a burpee is? Yes, the universal appeal to burpees is that everybody has suffered through them at at some point. But the genius of this movement is in the simplicity, right? It doesn't take up a lot of space. All it requires is your own body weight and gravity. And it's basically from a standing position, you squat down, you do a plank. Sometimes you add a push-up, you come back to the plank, You bring your legs back in, you stand up. Some people also jump. So it's as simple as that. And yet it is instantly exhausting because it overloads the cardiovascular system and it hits every major muscle group in your body. Okay, so Dave, you say the burpee changed the course of human history and it might even change the history of the long suffering lions, but... I need to know about the beginnings. Where does it all start for this humble exercise? Here's maybe the weirdest part about this whole story. The burpee, contrary to popular belief, it is not named after like the phonetic guttural reaction we have after maybe having four Pop-Tarts and trying to do burpees. The burpee is actually named after the inventor. Dr. Royal Huddleston Burpee, the guy... Wait, Dave, stop. Stop. (laughs) You're telling me that the Burpee is actually named after a guy named Burpee and his full name was Dr. Royal Huddleston Burpee? Like, you cannot convince me that is real. Oh, it's 100% real. And if you've seen this guy's picture on the internet, which has gone viral, the guy practiced what he preached because he looks like a cross between... Clark Gable and Popeye. I mean, he must have done a lot of burpees because he was ripped. So who was he? he that's a good question. He was Dr. Royal Huddleston Burpee. He grew up in Queens and he was a longtime, highly respected director of the New York YMCA. And in 1939, when he was getting his doctoral thesis in applied physiology at Columbia University, he became obsessed with creating and inventing one single perfect exercise. How did he land on this as the perfect exercise? Well, he seems to have become obsessed with trying to figure this out because his notes and the book that he published and his doctoral thesis It includes over 300 different types of exercises that he tried. He landed on three exercises, the the sun salutation in yoga, the push-up, and the squat. As a guy who was the director of the YMCA, he would have 
customers and people coming in every day and he needed an exercise. He needed a way to very quickly assess their athletic ability and their conditioning. Someone could do three of these exercises. He could take a couple of heart rate measurements and he could instantly know what kind of shape this person was in so that he could place them in the right program in the YMCA. And that's where his obsession began until he landed on the burpee, which he realized was the perfect way to sort of instantly exhaust everyone on the planet, whether it's an elite athlete, Dan Campbell, or, or myself. Okay, but Dave, before the point that I can get to Dan Campbell and the Lions, let alone you and me, Dr. Royal Huddleston Burpee is teaching into the YMCA. Like, how do we get from point A to B? How does this catch on as a fad? It's fascinating. And I, I think people probably understand this, but the Burpee has a long and strong history and connection to our military. And that's really how it goes from Dr. Burpee's laboratory to all across the, the world is a connection through the military. In 1939, and this is what I love about doing sort of historic stories, is you realize there are no new philosophies or theories. It's just cycles of the same concerns and worries and issues. Because in 1939, I believe it was Popular Science magazine, put out a story as we were sort of escalating toward war that there was a big problem with our potential soldiers. They were all soft and they were like, we need a way to quickly get our soldiers in shape. We need a way to quickly assess their physical capabilities. And at some point, military historians believe that Dr. Burpee's doctoral thesis from Columbia had just come out. They shared it with the people at West Point. And they realized, oh, here's a way, an exercise, in less than a minute, we can quickly assess the physical capabilities of our soldiers. And once the military adopted it, the burpee then, that's when it really took on its iconic status. So what type of role did it play in World War II, for example? Oh, the burpee beat the Nazis, pretty much. That's the, that's the mic drop moment. Say this again. The burpee beat the Nazis? You got to explain. Well, the, I mean, the, the way that they could quickly get the soldiers in shape and the way that they could stay in shape and continue to train with limited equipment or space while they were in combat. And again, being able to assess who could fight and, and who could fight where and when. Yeah, there is an argument to be made that the burpee helped us defeat the Nazis. Okay, so I'm going to say this one more time. <laughs> if the burpee is in part responsible for defeating the Nazis, what did that do for our protagonist, Dr. Burpee? You know, he actually became kind of famous after the war. He toured with Bob Hope. Um, there are pictures of him in victory parades, riding in the same convertible as uh, New York Mayor LaGuardia. And he became kind of like a, a celebrity amongst soldiers and army. And he was extremely proud of the fact that this little exercise that he invented, uh, you know, did help and serve the, the military. But he died, I think he was just shy of his 90th birthday, and he died in the late 80s, I believe, you know, without ever making a single penny from his exercise. And I think he had no idea 
that with CrossFit and with sort of uh, the lockdowns that we all experienced, there was no way he could have imagined how popular the burpee would be in this day and age. All right, coming up, how one exercise has become a world record gold standard. Delicious meat, nutritious. In the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Trust me, I've been eating them like there's no tomorrow all week. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with your family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you, like me, are on the go a lot. Taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries, whatever it may be. Well, the good news is not only are Wonderful Pistachios a complete protein providing all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snack game today. Visit WonderfulPistachios.com to learn more. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home some huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. So Dave, if you want to set your mark in the world, the easiest way to do it, and maybe it's not so easy, but the clearest way to do it is to get enshrined into the list of record, and that's the Guinness Book of World Records. So where does the burpee fit into all of that? Yeah, I, those sickos at Guinness, man, they, they've got, they're <laughs> obsessed with the burpee, I think, more than anyone else. And I think at last count, there were like 30 different ways you could set a burpee world record. And again, you know, Dr. Burpee's original version was, it was much more simple than the things that we're seeing today. He didn't necessarily add the push-up or the sort of jump and clap at the end. And so now there are 30 different ways, at least, that you can become a world champion in the Burpee. But I, I think it speaks more to everyone constantly testing themselves against Burpees it speaks more to this exercise, right? I, I think that's why people are so obsessed with it and so obsessed with testing themselves against it is that it doesn't matter if you're Dan Campbell or if you are the greatest athlete in the world or just a weekend warrior trying out CrossFit for the first time. Nobody has ever defeated the burpee. I also think a huge part of it is endurance. It's always like, how many can you do in one minute? So what is the record for that? Is there a record for that? Dr. Burpee, originally it was like a test for 20 seconds. And it was like, if you could do 10 burpees in 20 seconds, 
um, without your heart <laughs> exploding, um, you were in good shape. If you could do 13, you were in excellent shape. And if you could do eight, yeah, the army was uh, going to be worried about your fitness for, for combat. Um, but now, as far as like uh, chest to ground burpees, which is a different version, there's a Marine in Japan who just set this world record. She did 27 chest to ground burpees in a minute. I mean, and that makes me kind of go burpy whenever whenever I hear that. People are, are so obsessed with burpees, right? You see burpee Facebook pages, you see F the burpee t-shirts and bumper stickers. But what one fitness expert in Australia told me is the reason she loves the burpee is it's like a potato. You can cook it and slice it and serve it in so many different ways. There's the Spider-Man burpee. There's the burpee backflip. There's the burpee mile. There's the burpee marathon. There's just a million different ways to torture yourself with this exercise. It's just the exercise we love to hate. We do love to hate it. And I think it's gone in and out of vogue over the years. So how would you describe to me the waves of popularity for the burpee? The burpee has sort of come in and out of popularity in the, the general population. But it was really CrossFit that brought it back um, into vogue as, as, a, as an exhausting exercise. And when CrossFit began and they started holding their CrossFit games, one of their first and earliest and most popular tests was seven minutes of burpees. And that catapulted the burpee back into popular conscience. And then with the, the advent of all these sort of high intensity interval training programs and, and workouts, those all incorporated the burpee. And then for me, which is kind of a cool twist to the story, when the whole world was locked down during the, the, the COVID pandemic, people turned to the burpee because you don't need any equipment, you don't need any space, and in 30 seconds, you can be gasping for air and, and ready to pass out. So not only did it defeat the Nazis, it saved us all during COVID. It did save us all, Dave, but I've also taken a bunch of workout classes and I've heard different opinions from people and some aren't fans of the burpee. Like there's a lot of fatigue. It's high impact. If your body is not properly aligned, there's a risk for injury. Is there a movement of people who are advocating against the burpee? Yeah, and it actually, a, a few of them are Dr. Burpee's own descendants, right? They huh. Their point was that he never intended it to be sort of this fad type of workout. He always intended it just to be something to quickly test and assess people's uh, physical fitness. He never meant for it to be sort of a uh, a punishment for players who were late to practice um, for their high school field hockey team or... <laughs> hey, now, I was never late. I just wasn't hustling on drills. <laughs> That's even worse. <laughs> I know. I'm just trying to be authentic and kind of set the record straight. Yes. Well, I had to do them. I was always late to wrestling practice and I was also not hustling. So I probably had to do twice as many burpees as you did. But yeah, it's funny. The double-edged sword to the burpee is it's so effective at fatiguing even elite athletes almost instantly, right? It only takes five burpees in a row to sort of get to the point where you, you feel like you can't do any more. And that is great for people who want high intensity workouts, people who want to sort of like get their heart up really quick. The problem is that fatigue 
instantly then destroys people's technique and their body positioning. And it does make it sort of dangerous and susceptible to injuries. All you have to do is watch Dan Campbell, the Lions 47-year-old coach. He's a former NFL tight end. All you have to do is watch him attempt 40 burpees and you understand how they instantly destroy even the most disciplined and hyper-caffeinated athletes' technique and posture. You say hyper-caffeinated athletes, but when I think of Dan Campbell, I think of him as a hyper-caffeinated coach. I've watched his press conferences. I've seen the way he's on the sideline. He's really animated. So can you just describe for our listeners what his approach is to burpees, what he looks like doing the exercise? Well, I think, I'm not sure if this got edited out of the story, but I described it as your drunk uncle trying to do the worm at your wedding reception. <laughs> and that, poor Dan Campbell. Come on, editors. <laughs> it's like, it, and that really, it again, I. it's funny, this is all connected, Emily, because it was it's his willingness to be humbled and to sort of get down in the dirt and, and sort of suffer alongside his players to a man in Detroit. I don't care how cheesy it sounds. You ask any player in Detroit. It, it was this kind of behavior by Dan Campbell that, that really helped change the culture in Detroit. And a couple of players even mentioned, they were like, look, I don't know how I can consider myself too special or too good to put in a little extra work when I got Dan Campbell next to me doing 40 burpees. So there really is something magical um, to this exercise. Okay, obviously they're buying in because they've shaped up to become a team, but did you talk to any players who had a little bit of reticence? Maybe it was bringing back some repressed memories that they didn't want to have to conjure up as professional athletes? I think that's the, another bonding aspect of the burpee is literally we all have a burpee story where we either threw up or started crying, or, well, that's just me, but we all have a sort of I hate burpees moment. And even the Lions, right, who it's become this ritual where you can't take a live snap with the Lions defense until you've bought in with 40 burpees. But Aline McNeil, the defensive lineman who is from Raleigh, the minute I mentioned the word burpee, it was like post-traumatic stress disorder. He immediately was taken instantly back to his middle school practice field where they once had to do a hundred burpees for every piece of equipment they had left out overnight. And I, I almost I like I was like patting him on the back. I'm like, it's okay, we're it's, we're gonna we're gonna get through this memory together. But he was like legit. That was the worst day of my life. He's like, and I've got, I have eyewitnesses. We did about at least 600 burpees in the Carolina heat. And um, man, yeah, that, uh, that sounds awful. It does sound awful. But Dave, you've been fantastic. Thank you for your reporting. I'm not going to lie. I'm feeling both motivated, but also guilty. Like there's some drill I didn't hustle for that I didn't repent for. So I'm going to go drop down and do five burpees right now. How many can I expect you to do today? Well, I mean, 40, right? I think 40 should be the, should be the buy-in. Um, and then, and then I'll barf. Dave, thank you as always for your intrepid reporting. My pleasure. I'm Emily Kaplan. 
This has been ESPN Daily. I'll talk to you tomorrow.